repeat as tooth marks fade. <laughs> Draw just blood. Full, exactly, just go full werewolf. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to Under Our Roof. I'm Lizzie. And I am wearing a beautiful red gown as only brunettes can pull off. Is that something you read in Cosmo? Yes, and I'll never forget it. They said that no, no, nothing looks better on a brunette, which I, I hope this isn't a spoiler alert, is my natural hair color, though I've had it <laughs> bleached for like a few months. And it said... There's no better look on a brunette than a red dress. And it had a bunch of examples, one including my queen, Jennifer Garner. And, she does look great in a red dress. And I just remember being, I mean, I wore a red dress to prom that year in 11th grade. Really? Because you read that in Cosmo? And you know what? If we can find a photo, we'll, we'll throw it in the <laughs> show notes for house guests only. That's actually very sweet to think of, like, young Grace being like, okay, how do I do this whole, like, feminine yeah. thing? Yeah, I was I taking pointers wherever I could find Cosmo them. Cosmo says it, then it's good enough for me. Yeah, that really was kind of my <laughs> thought. I was like, I don't naturally have any interest in dresses. I don't naturally have any interest in dressing up or prom or anything. It just did not appeal to me, but I want to fit in. I don't want to be a total weirdo and or gay. So let me you know, go to go to the source material, the Bible, if you will, of femininity, <laughs> of poise, Cosmopolitan magazine. And there it was. Nothing looks better on a brunette than a shiny red dress. That's so funny. I don't remember reading that particular issue. Although I really was not allowed to have Cosmo in high school, I feel like that's probably true for a lot of people. It was pretty racy. It was pretty racy. As we will be getting into yes. on this episode. So the theme for this episode is actually kind of like a classic YouTube clickbait video oh, theme. Which we have been dying to get into that game. We have. The clickbait game. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the title of this episode is going to be something along the lines of like, Gay, real gays react to <laughs> real homos. Real homos react to Cosmos' nastiest sex tips. And you know what else we can tell you that is true? We are currently recording this from bed, so we could be That's like, true. "Real gays react to Cosmos' sex tips in bed," <laughs> like in parentheses, emotional. <laughs> <laughs> we never got into like being a a YouTube gay couple. Being a YouTube gay There's a th that was an People era. It probably fall still into that. No, it is. It is for real. Like I'm I think it probably still is. We've just, you know, grown out of it. I don't it's not really content that I would look for, but there was like a whole era of queer couples on YouTube. Somehow I missed all of the that. Huge channels and stuff. From like a consumer perspective. Like mm -hmm. I didn't really know any of that existed when I was in high school or college and I can't still don't really yeah, like, like I can't say that I watched any of these like couples and the content mm -hmm. it was just less appealing to <laughs> to really tune in to somebody else's relationship when I you know was focusing on my own but interestingly enough I feel like we are friends with a few people who like had that era in their content creation yeah and it's funny because there's... i don't think we've ever talked about with them no like... <laughs> and it's funny because there's people that we're friends with that i know were like youtube couples now but i had no idea of that when i met these people right i can't think of who you're talking about but i'm sure yeah, yeah. sure and so i 
probably said like, what do you do? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we're pretty clueless in general. Anyway. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of Cosmo's weirdest sex tips. It's not actually like the raciest because, I mean, some of the really explicit ones, they're not funny. They might be useful or not useful, but we we wanted to go for weird yeah, and funny. Yeah, don't listen to this for actual sex tips. No, and I should say, okay, a couple of things right off the bat that I want to say. Mm-hmm. One is that I tried, so I picked the tips that we're going to go over and i i sent some to grace and i said subject line do not read this until we are on the air because i want them to be surprising and to get a reaction and then other ones um i'm gonna read and i try to avoid ones that are like really like specific to body parts because i wanted to be more kind of like funny across the board and inclusive for Mm -hmm. everyone apparently cosmo has like gotten really ungendered i guess which is very interesting and i think good like they talk about certain tips that you can do with different things but they don't say like do this to him or her they right yeah for us growing up it was very much all tailored of what you're gonna do to him right what you're and and it was like the naughty magazine if you're if you're unfamiliar with cosmopolitan magazine it is um an american publication that was first first issued in 1886 that is wild which is bananas i think Um, it's evolved a lot it has evolved a lot (laughs) since 1965 it has mostly been a women's monthly fashion and entertainment magazine although as i'm learning from lizzie in more recent years it has sort of changed over and adjusted with the times growing up what cosmopolitan was for me like i said was like a naughty magazine that you might read or dare people to read at sleepovers Mm -hmm. to say words sex words that felt really inappropriate to say like put the penis <laughs> i don't even know put the penis in the the your eyeball and see what i mean happens. there would be things like that yeah, honestly like, just tickle the penis along your ear and you just read it and you're honestly too young yeah too young did, to be you reading didn't know it. any like, better fifth or sixth grade you'd be like oh yeah i guess you do like have feathers in your bedroom <laughs> that you should you know poke inside the pee pee hole and see <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> and see if that will achieve peak pleasure uh, to this you know totally anonymous also, like, 15-year-old kid that you'd all be thinking about at the sleepover. Yeah. Like, nobody knew what we were doing or what we were talking about. And I think that Cosmo used that to their advantage to mislead teenagers into thinking that their sex tips were perhaps more legit than they were. I can't speak to Cosmopolitan Magazine today. And if you can, please write to us at underourroofpod at gmail.com. But with that being said, lady... I think you these? should get into these okay. these weird sex tips that, again, do not, house guests, do not try this at home. So do you want me to read? Do you want to, like, switch off reading one? Yeah. How about you take a few so I can get I'll the gist of it, and then, okay. I'll, and then I'll open up the email that you sent me that says, yeah. do not read until we're recording. Okay. So one thing also that I made a note of that I want to talk about is the fact that apparently Cosmo has a book called 365 Naughty Nights, A Year of Hot Sex. Great. And 
that's where a good amount of these tips come from. So I don't mean to. Um, be... Who wrote it? Who wrote that book? I have no. I'm I... gonna look that okay. up while you're reading this up because someone was clearly, I'm sure, just scraping the barrel of ideas in their mind. But I don't want to be misleading because I think we're gonna we're from the outset saying that this is Cosmo magazine sex tips, but actually a good amount of them come mm-hmm. from this book. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the author of that book from 2010, Cosmo's 365 Naughty Nights, A Year of Hot Sex. The author is John Searles and Zoe Rudderman. And I'm just going to pull up a photo of, you know what, John? I'm going, I... That is not I who don't, I would picture no, it to is write not. it. And you know what? And I'm not the person to say it because I'm not, I wouldn't be attracted to John on my best day. <laughs> but um, this is not, oh, John. Oh, John, you wrote this book? Okay, get into it. Looks like he'd be more likely to write Jurassic Park <laughs> than a sex book. But anyway, Ooh. let's get into some of these tips. You mm-hmm. ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's a great one to start with. Oh, there's one more like ground rules thing I wanted to say. Yeah. Which is that if any of these like are your cup of tea, I promise I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing at the fact that these are like so weird to prescribe as like a general advice for everyone because I guarantee like these are not going to work for everyone. So if they happen to work for you, then you're not weird. I just find some of these amusing. And the other thing is some of these are like, they're kind of all over the map. Not all of them are actually sex tips. Some of them are like ways to set the mood, if that makes sense. Whereas other ones are like actual mechanics. Okay, so here's one to start off. Remove the attachment of your vacuum cleaner. So it's just... Stop it. Absolutely not. So it's just a plain hose. While you're wearing your underwear. No. Have him turn it on low. What? On low? What kind of a vacuum is this? I... I mean, vacuums have settings. Hold it over you for a sexy... Over where? I think like... The vagina? Yeah, because while you have your underwear on. Oh, while the underwear's on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, For a sexy sucking sensation. Stop it. If the sensation is too... (laughs) If the... (laughs) Wait, I'm sorry to confirm. You're vacuuming your vagina? Yes, but you take off the part that like attaches. No, I so got just it. The but, oh, just the circle. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely. Like just like... the cylinder. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So you're not taking the full carpet um, brush to the, <laughs> the carpet. Right, I, I see. could have another meaning. Okay. Yeah, so it says, if the sensation is too much or your vacuum has serious sucking power, have him hold it an inch above your underwear. So the first suggestion was to be Making contact. Oh my, with your vacuum cleaner? Yeah. (laughs) Also, can you imagine, like, you're getting this plugged in. Also, a lot of vacuum cleaners, I feel like they kind of kick up, like, some dust and, like... Yeah, like, you know that the smell after you vacuumed is it does kick up some things. It's an unpleasant odor. So let's (laughs) apply that to your most sensitive region. I mean, easy solution. Get a sex vacuum that you only use for this purpose. Sure, absolutely. Or also just get a vibrator. <laughs> like, why are we using... I'm already alarmed that one of the first tips is using a household appliance when there's an entire industry that, you know, hasn't sponsored this podcast, but that's fine, Adam and Eve. feel like they've <laughs> sponsored everyone else, but you know what I mean? Like, there's a whole industry of toys for that purpose. Do any of them do that, though? Vacuum? Like have a vacuum well, suction? We, I don't know, but they, clearly there's a market for it. Clearly. You know what? Let me look it up while you're doing that. Okay. Let me see Adam and Eve's sex vacuum. <laughs> so, 
Um, well, funny that you bring up vibrators because this list also says if your vibrator is out of batteries, use your electric toothbrush or your iPhone. Your iPhone? <laughs> I actually think I've heard of people doing that. Really? Yeah. I think there actually now that you say that, I think there's an app that you can use to make your phone continuously vibrate. Because yeah. obviously it wouldn't normally I think I think I feel like I have heard about that. Okay. There is such a thing as as a sex toy that's like a pump and an enlarger on that's Amazon. For... There's a penile vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> that's not for what this would be for though. Because okay. this is saying like well, I mean, who's to say that that someone with a vagina couldn't use that as well? Because I think it's supposed to go, like, over a penis well, to, then, like, pump it up. Okay, well, let me put vagina vacuum. <laughs> I will have to say that this episode is <laughs> explicit. <laughs> is explicit. Oh, <laughs> Your suggested searches are chef's kiss. I can't wait for the FBI agent to be like, ma'am, sir, sir, ma'am. Clit sucking toy, Bluetooth underwear at Balesa. I shouldn't say the brand because none of this is sponsored, but there you is. Can, why does it matter? If labia enlargers have a swell time. Oh God! Why did they say it like that? And as predicted, Adam and Eve sex toys, discreet packaging and billing. Oh well, that doesn't say anything. Never mind. Go on. <laughs> okay, here's one, and then you do some. Okay. This one is really a scientific concoction oh. that it has for you. If you don't have lube, mix one... Stop it. I already know. It's going to be like ketchup and mayonnaise. <laughs> no, it's not, actually. Honestly, that would probably be better. Yeah. Mix one... Actually, I don't know why I said that. Ketchup and mayonnaise should not be. Okay. It's going to be like olive oil. I mean, that'd probably be fine. Sure. No. Mix one <laughs> tablespoon of saliva, parentheses... Oh. The fact that you're whipping out measuring. Tablespoon of saliva. Mix one tablespoon of saliva. Parentheses. The kind deep in your throat works best. Its viscosity makes a good substitute for lube. Uh, wait, they want us to like hawk up a lube <laughs> into a tablespoon. They're like, <laughs> oh gosh. Mix one tablespoon of saliva with uh -huh. one tablespoon of water to stretch the spit. What? But where are you doing this? In the bedroom? Like, by the kitchen sink? It doesn't elaborate beyond that. Why would that be your first option if you needed lube? Right. When if there you have, are oils. If and you have measuring spoons, you probably have access to, like, some kind of oil, oil that would be better. Just anything I have else. friends who have kept... I'm not going to say who it is. I'll tell you off the air. But one of my best friends, um, when we met in college, I'm narrowing it down because it's somebody I met in college, mm -hmm. she used to keep a bottle of olive oil on her bedside table. Sure. And would just like... That there was, are so many uses for olive oil. I don't actually think that's that weird. I just don't have any personal experience. So I'm not recommending olive yeah. oil from uh, personal again, experience. Again, there's nothing that you're going to hear on this podcast that we recommend or endorse, including and especially the penile pumps. Check tape. Use a natural disaster just so you could go and ruin my day. Fuck's sake. Like, if I'm really such a heathen, why can't you just say the hell out my way? Oh, I pray that Jesus Christ is revealed to you one day. You'd say the same and text me back with ice and Okay, so this is from 
you don't read until we are recording. So okay, I'm just so going to scroll. When do you, where do you want me to read? Read or paraphrase the first line because I think that's... The first line. Yeah. Okay. So these are... From an article. Okay, I'm going to go. Yeah. Ready? Everyone ready at home? House guests, you ready? <laughs> mm-hmm. From an article, Cosmo itself published of its worst tips that it no longer stands by going back to 1972. I only found a Twitter photo, doesn't appear to be an online article, but here it says, January 1972, say this to your partner in bed, how can something so good be so non-fattening? What? What? (laughs) Wait, say this to your partner, how can something so good... (laughs) Like, afterwards, like, look at your partner and be like, how can something so good be so non-fattening? But I feel like that's what commercials from that time that i've I know. seen would say things like that what are what is it? it feels like it's like an i can't believe it's not butter commercial yeah. <laughs> but it's sex yeah. september 1985 bite his buttocks repeat as tooth marks fade <laughs> draw just blood full, exactly just go full werewolf <laughs> may 2000 Steal the newspaper before your guy gets a chance to check out the scores. Place a ransom note on his pillow and insist that your demands for AM sex, smooching, and snuggling be met before you'll give him access to it. To the newspaper. (laughs) Take the newspaper hostage and then taunt your guy with ransom notes. Yeah. But. It's, Are the scores that enticing? I don't, God, before I mean, the internet. Yeah, I mean, people would definitely be, like, needing to get news, whether it's scores or That's from else. May 2000. This is from December 2011. Wrap a belt around each of his thighs. <laughs> Strong start. <laughs> to push more blood into his penis and make his erection feel even harder. <laughs> and cause permanent <laughs> tissue damage in the process. To confirm... Make a tourniquet. Make a double tourniquet around those ham hocks until he uh, cries for help. Okay, wait. The next one I'm realizing I had a typo in. The, it's March 2012, not March. Mar- 20- you mean March 2021? Or no, Mar- March 2012. Okay, so March These 2012. Are all old. I think this article was from like 2013 or something. So this is from March 2012. Color your nipples with a crazy lipstick, like sparkly purple. Bonus points if it's yummy. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, either you come out of the bathroom or somewhere and you're like, yeah. here we go. <laughs> Here are these purple, purple... Purple people eaters. <laughs> or you have it, you have a shirt on or something. <laughs> like, hopefully it's not, like, smudging. You go to dinner ahead of time yeah. and you just, like, <laughs> your nips just start, they're, like, green. They, like, start showing through the shirt. Uh-huh. He, he's like, um, uh, Suzanne, I'm, it seems as if there's something wrong on your chest. Why would you want, what, what, again, not to yuck your yum, literally, right. if you are into that, but like, let's just say the average person. Yeah. What would be enticing about someone having purple nipples? Do you know the video of the kid who's like, I like turtles? Do you know that no. video? <laughs> Let me pull it up. Because I feel like that is what... Where is it? I like Turtles Kid. Okay, there it is. I feel like... 
You're you want the guy to like be all over the nips, and then he's just gonna like lipstick on his mouth and look like the I like turtles kid. <laughs> oh, yeah, with just like it'll just look like. What's the effect of that? Like you have right. you put something on your nipples, and then what? Also, any I I'm not big on like any sort of edible like makeup. I I've heard that it exists. I feel like in middle school I might have had like an edible lipstick, but in all of my experiences with anything like that, which admittedly are somewhat limited. None of it tastes, like, that good to the point that you want to consume it. Like, yeah. maybe there's an edible or, like, a flavored lip gloss that, I like, was in- always interested, like, about that. Speaking of, like, Jessica Simpson had an edible line of makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called Dessert, and apparently it was, like, really good. Oh, really? And that was its... Well, no, well, it obviously wasn't that good because it went out of business. But in 2004, this is from popcrush.com. Don't worry, we will be linking it in the show <laughs> notes. The pop star changed the beauty industry when she released Dessert, the reportedly first ever line of kissable and tasteable beauty products that included lip gloss, body cream, fragrances, hair, and body mist, shampoo, and body wash. Dessert girls are full of sweetness and desire, and they don't mind getting their hair a little messed up in the name of seduction. Sexy girls want a taste. So the whole thing was like that it was tasty makeup. And but it would shampoo? have gone... Sure. Why would you ever consume? <laughs> like, I understand lip gloss because you're going to kiss. You're, you're, you're asking this question on the Cosmo episode. I can think of why not? Because shampoo's lube now, too. Shampoo, anything. Anything okay. is anything edible in the Cosmo right. universe. And so that's why this fit in perfectly with the era where Jessica Simpson was releasing a beauty line for the purposes of also being edible. Maybe that sex tip of like putting this delicious lipstick on your nipples. So that he, too, might have a taste of the sweet cotton cream of whatever, (laughs) (laughs) like the cotton berry cream of whatever Mm -hmm. the Jessica Simpson tasty delight was. Maybe. Maybe it was a product placement and we don't, we're lacking the original context from the source material. Yeah, here's a photo of Nick Lachey licking Jessica Simpson's hand at the launch of her dessert line of makeup. Wow, what a moment in time. I will be freezing this so that Mm -hmm. we can share it in the show notes. Okay, here's another, speaking of eating, Mm. um, here is a tip. As you're eating dinner together, say something X-rated, like, see how I'm devouring this piece of meat? Stop. That's how I'm going to devour you. (laughs) Okay, yellow jackets. (laughs) Mm, See our last episode. Wait, that's how how I'm going to devour you? Yeah. I mean, it just... It's like Silence of the Lambs has been out for as long as it has been out, and no one would think that that is just one of the most terrifying things that someone could say across from you at dinner. I mean, we're not here to kink shame. Some people are into that. No, you're, well, eating people? Yeah. And what? Well, not, okay. What? As a fantasy. Like, as a fantasy. Not, like, something that you actually want to happen. I know that as a principle of our podcast, we do not like to yuck other people's yums. However, I'm okay with yucking the yums of cannibals. Well, yes, I know, but I'm saying, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm, we should I'm endorse fine that. to say that, you know what? I actually no, 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 don't love hear that. Hear me out. That I'm, lifestyle is not for me. This is not me secretly <laughs> telling you that I have this fantasy, because I'll okay. admit I don't. Okay. But I have heard okay. that people, it's like somewhat common for people to have a fantasy about like being eaten, and they can like try to act that out in nonviolent ways. What? I had no idea. Look it up later. I won't. I mean, not like in a porn way, but like just, you know, look it up. What do you mean? Like people have a fantasy about like being eaten. I'm telling you. 
What? I'm telling you. Like a Twilight type fantasy? No. Like being like, bitten? No. Like being eaten. Like being eaten alive? Yeah. Yes. I um own. We're not no. kink shaming Grace. Okay, we're not. We're absolutely some not. Some people have Yeah, that some people fantasy. have it. They yeah. do. I'm just, what I'm going to say is that what I've uncovered is that I have a fear of that. <laughs> <laughs> I What I'm learning is I don't mean to kink shame. You're correct in correcting me. And I'm also saying that um, that is my fear. Okay. That I didn't know I had until you mentioned it. <laughs> I will be sure to not do that. Thank you for mm-hmm. never, if that was a fantasy that you had ever considered, I want you to know that it will absolutely not be entering um, the home. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> okay. Go on. Okay. When you have an annoying roommate, this is obviously an old tip because it referenced renting a movie. When you've got an annoying roommate, rent a horror movie and play it while you have sex. If they hear any screams, they'll assume it's the movie. No. What a, what a wonderful mood that will create. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I mean, I actually think that, speaking of not kink shaming, I do think that, like, horror movies are tied to, like, hookup culture. I feel like... You cuddle a bit closer, yeah. you know? Well, yeah, I mean... I think there's a difference between, like, getting turned on by violence, which some people might have, Mm -hmm. and more of the, like, I'm kind of spooked, but, like, let's snuggle closer. For sure. Yeah, but I feel like horror movies are engaged in that world um, and can be very, like, sensual. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. There's something something about it. I mean, come on, look at Hellraiser. Hellraiser is all just, like, BDSM. (laughs) It is. Yeah, you're right. The I, whole thing. I am not watching a horror movie would not be a move that I would put on yeah. because I don't like horror. Because you'd rather just do the eating people, the cannibal Stop. fantasy. Stop! <laughs> I try to know things. I try to tell you about some. Worldly, I know. I know some worldly knowledge that I well, have. well. Let me tell you about some worldly knowledge that I have okay, from what? the Cosmo bits and tips that you mm-hmm. sent to my email. Receive a butterfly kiss of your. Oh my god! <laughs> just the way that this is written. Receive a butterfly kiss, dot, 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 of your breasts. To do, he bats his eyelids against the super sensitive underside of your breasts. Why is it written that way? To do. (laughs) (laughs) On your to do list. But I had to include that one because it's a butterfly kiss. Oh, we do love a butterfly kiss reference. Mm -hmm. And because this would be uh, horrifying to Bob (laughs) Carlyle, I will now be inserting a clip of butterfly kisses by Bob Carlyle during our Cosmopolitan sex tips episode. This is a Christian's nightmare. Sent here from heaven. And she's daddy's little girl As I drop to my knees by her bed at night She talks to Jesus And I close my eyes And I thank God for all Okay, we're back with some more sex tips from Cosmo. This one is dip your breasts in edible body paint and use them to sponge paint his entire body, then lick it off. So uh, many follow-up questions here. First of all, I'm pretty sure that this was a date on The Bachelor. I think this, uh, like, they have done this before. I don't before. know if it was with their boobs, though. Sure, 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 sure. Because it's, it is that. a show on ABC. But also, is how readily are we finding <laughs> edible body paint? And, yes. like, how much... And when you say to use them to sponge paint his entire body, then lick it off, That's and you're not sick? Right. What is it? Well, also, like, then 
Like his entire body. Uh huh. I mean, that's a lot of square foot. Oh, so you actually included questions here. Well, that's not for me. So I got these. Uh-huh. So some of these old like legacy sex tips are a little bit hard to find on Cosmo itself. But I, it's so weird. It seems mm-hmm. like they just don't want people to find these excellent tips. Right. They but had once endorsed and co-signed. Other fine outlets um, have compiled them. And so this one's from a Jezebel article. Uh-huh. And I just thought that the article's commentary was so funny. They said, how big of a bucket of edible body paint would you need to do your breasts? <laughs> and what sort of weirdly dexterous breasts <laughs> allow for painting? Doesn't this just involve lunging at him like a brightly colored walrus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of questions that I have with this. Yeah, a lot well, of questions. I, I do think that the that John from before, who wrote many of these sex mm-hmm. tips, though not all, will answer for his crimes and misunderstandings of what breasts can do. Yeah, <laughs> it seems as though he hasn't spent there. a lot of time. They don't. Uh-oh, there's thinks- no joint. Breasts don't have joints. You know, like that's hard. They can't. Like they can't hold a fixed position. They they no. do succumb to gravity. Yes. So it's like you can't just like hold up like oh like put just put a little paintbrush on that here boob and paint a little Bob Ross tree on his uh six pack chiseled abs. I do think that the the wording of dip your breasts in edible <laughs> body paint does really make you question if they actually tested this because where how would you dip it right i i'm curious if any house guest feels comfortable to share there is so much body painting <laughs> and happening and referencing like edible, edible and body painting things and it's just not something that lizzie and i have ever experimented with and or have ever like wanted to like it just has not been like a curiosity it's not been like this like off limits like oh like the this seems like it would be amazing but where can we find edible body paint it just seems so <laughs> it is out of never occurred to yeah me just so out of our minds find so edible body paint if you are a house guest who feels comfortable to share it and these are this is you know common practice for you again you always can write to us at under our roof pod at gmail.com and we could anonymously share your feedback or not at all but i am really curious if this is are people like regularly painting each other's bodies and do you have a tarp that's just on hand before bed i mean i assume if it's edible that it's washable right um there was another tip that i almost included but i actually didn't think it was like that funny enough it's it's not that far out of the bounds of like something you would actually do but it was like feed each other ice cream in the dark because Mm -hmm. then if it like spills and you'll look it up or whatever that's like not that crazy yeah you know what i mean but the body paint is where it's like where are you getting this yeah and and the food as well there's just lots of food which feels like such a teenager thing because you're so sort of like nervous about engaging with someone else's body and so by incorporating food it's some which you have engaged with food (laughs) like you've had food before Mm -hmm. it makes it maybe less intimidating. So this is another tip. Take a few of your favorite erotically appealing flavor combinations like peanut butter and honey or whipped cream and chocolate sauce and mix up yummy treats all over his body. (laughs) With this one, I just pictured like different stations. (laughs) Like this is the peanut butter station. This is the whipped cream station. 
Because it says it's mix so up wick little yummy treats <laughs> all over his body. Like a little popcorn in the belly button. Well, it's funny that you mentioned like the teenager thing because, mm-hmm. well, I have friends that are like, I would say more and less into food play, I guess okay. you would call it. I don't, obviously, I'm not going to like out people about their personal preferences, but we have a mutual friend who I can tell you later mm-hmm. who's like very into that. Mm-hmm. And more power to that friend. Right. Because, like, it's perfect. Yeah. Anyway, I don't need to explain why that's fine. Obviously, you should do what you want as an adult. But I think there is undue focus in books like Fifty Shades of Grey, in Sex Tips and Cosmo, and also in TV to some extent of, like, how much people would actually want to do these things. Mm -hmm. Like, in The Bachelor, do you remember how this one season, like, every challenge was somehow, like a food body challenge maybe do you remember that it was like the last season that we really watched because i remember watching it at tina's house with like delaney and anyway and it would be like they would they would have like a taco bar set up that was bachelor in paradise oh okay well yeah it was bachelor in paradise and i remember they had like a taco tuesday but you had to like make they're like in order to eat your dinner like you have to make your dinner on each other's bodies and it was like (laughs) taco meat and like sour cream (laughs) it was a lot like the ice cream thing chocolate sauce honey whatever but like this was different toppings and like vegetables Like hot sauce, they you're not supposed to touch a cut or your <laughs> eye or your armpit with hot sauce. And they're like pouring hot sauce like on very tender parts of the body. They're like drizzling lime juice a little. Yeah. <laughs> Sprinkle of salt. Yeah, it was so strange. That was strange. Do you have more tips? Yeah, I think I just have one left on my list. Oh yeah, this one was really good. Okay. As you're riding him, clamp down on his earlobes with your fingers and pull on them to rock yourself forward and backward. What? As Hold you're, the ear. As you're riding him, clamp down like with your fingers yeah. on his earlobes and pull on them to rock yourself forward and backward. Rock it's, yourself forward and backward? Aren't you all... What, what else are you doing? It says, as you're riding him, that indicates <laughs> right. motion. Exactly. Forward and... <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I. It just seems like... what You know what you could do? As you're riding him and you begin to experience pleasure, get into it. That's all they had to say. What's That's the not weird thing is enough. clamp down on his <laughs> earlobes. Well, there's so many confusing things about this. I agree. Number one, like, what are they saying that you're adding by doing this other than like pinching his earlobes? Right. Because, yes, you're right. Motion was already right, right, right. implied from the beginning. So mm-hmm. it's like, what are you doing differently? And then also, like, earlobes, honestly, similar to breasts, uh-huh. they. Don't have like muscles in them. No, like you can't uh, hook onto them to provide stability. Really, no. Like they're they're loose skin. I guess some people in their earlobe have more cartilage, and some people have more skin. Mm -hmm. You and I both have like pretty detached, um, like fleshy earlobes. Yeah, I've got a fleshy lobe. Yeah, but some people have like more of a thicker like cartilage lobe. Yeah, so maybe those would be better for this particular position it's not really a position it's It's so unclear it's so unclear i have a tip that i just remember from growing up someone Mm -hmm. read this at a sleepover and it always 
it horrified me. And there were so many moments like this where looking back, I just knew I was like, I maybe I didn't know at the time, or maybe I did. I was gay, and I am gay. And there was something about these sex tips that were so targeted at what to do to guys that I just remember <laughs> being like, couldn't, just simply couldn't and would never be for me. And what I, it? and it was this, the tip was, it was a, it was a <laughs> thing about like 30 tips on how to give a blowjob. And mm -hmm. we were like reading it at a sleepover. Yes. And I was like, absolutely no, this was not for me. And one of the tips that really solidified it was get an ice cube. <laughs> you already know this is going, you're going to the freezer. Get an ice cube, put the ice cube in your cheek. So you like hold it in your cheek and mm -hmm. then you give the blowjob while humming your favorite song. They bring up humming a lot. Yeah, humming your favorite song. And just, and the, the, it was saying how like that'll help the time go <laughs> and that the, the taste won't even be that bad because you'll have an ice cube <laughs> in your mouth. And I just remember as we were like reading it and like giggly and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm many of the, you know, <laughs> of my friends who are at this sleepover are with men and like are attracted to men. I don't know what they do, but like we're clearly like this was more targeted at something, a behavior that they could be interested in. And I just remember like they were all laughing and I was like, Damn, like, I am never doing this. Okay, the humming thing comes up a lot. Like, and I'm not really debating the mechanics of, like, whether that would do anything. I'm more just thinking about, like, I can sort of see if it's really loud where you are. Like, mm -hmm. maybe if there's a horror movie playing or really loud music playing, like, you could kind of hum and it wouldn't really, yeah. like, make a sound that was audible. But... If not, and if it was quiet, I feel like that would be so fucking weird and very distracting. Very strange. Very strange. Like, so, like, if I was with someone and they started humming yeah. a song out of nowhere, I don't know what I would do. It would be a little weird. It would weird. be so weird. And I think the reason why these tips are so funny is because at the time, the there's no one who, at least that I know of that i've spoken with since then mm -hmm. there's no one who was having a healthy adult sex life that was going to cosmo for tips and i think they knew that yeah. and the demo so they they were able to kind of like present these bogus weird extraneous sex tips to kids who were not really having sex yet, but we're interested in mm -hmm. it because you're at that like coming of age time. And we were the market that they cornered. And, you know, they were able to just kind of play us like a fiddle. They were, I, I think that they must have just gathered around and they're like, what should we tell them to do next? They're like, oh, why don't they hum their favorite song with an ice cube in their <laughs> mouth and a dick in their mouth at the same time? Like, what? That's so much stuff in your mouth on top of the humming. <laughs> And they're like, they won't know any better. And we fully didn't. We had no idea. And I don't, man, I really, you know, one of my oldest friends is coming to visit this weekend from, from high school. And I, I really, I want to ask her, I'm like, did you ever do any of those Cosmo tips? We'd read them on the back of the yeah. bus. Like, did anyone ever do them? Or was it just kind of the act of, you know, sex is so awkward to talk about when you're a teenager and that it kind of, we were able to have those discussions and the, through the magazine was like a conduit for finding those connections and gauging where your classmates were. And in some ways, maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. I also feel like 
I, I mean, overall, I don't think that Cosmo of this era, like, really contributed to people having healthy sex lives. Although no. I think they did talk about, like, safe sex and stuff a good amount. And given how little sex ed there is, at least in the U.S., I probably provided some good on that level. But I think, like, more than anything, it definitely contributed to the sense that, like, once you were having sex, it was, like, this new world Mm. and, like, a door was open to where you would do these crazy things, like eat a mango while like having sex to be able to like introduce these flavors and it was like yeah you you feel you would imagine that it'd be like fan the disney movie fantasia where like every you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. like all bets are off like anything can happen like colors sights sounds edible paint yeah like anything and (laughs) edible paint breasts with joints (laughs) (laughs) and i think that was though that sort of perception isn't I guess that harmful, but it's just kind of funny looking back. It is very, very funny looking back. And maybe you have your own stories from this era or maybe a cosmopolitan article or tidbit or tip that stuck with you throughout time. They can't have known or maybe they could have known the impact, the lasting impact that they would have had on our adolescence and how we reflected on those really awkward coming of age sex conversations. So please let us know. Yeah, I'm always, this is such a funny topic. Like, I'm glad we decided to finally do it. Lizzie was just chuckling to herself in her office finding these sex tips. I was. But you know what I was thinking? Hmm. I actually think the next time I'm in an airport, I'm going to grab a Cosmo. Because I that's the one place that I really buy a magazine these days is in the airport. Because there's something about it, like getting a Diet it's Coke. cozy. Yeah, getting a Diet Coke and a Cosmo or something from the newsstand is so nice before your flight. And I am curious because I've heard that, like, they uh, have kind of broadened and to not to be more inclusive of not being really gender specific. Like, obviously, the anatomy doesn't dictate, like, what the gender is. So right. they've, they've recognized that. And then also... Well, and also targeting solely women having sex with men. Exactly. That, that and, dynamic exclusively. Right. And I think that's not the case anymore. And I think they have more, like, advice and, I guess, ideas for all kinds of people and all kinds of pairings. But that said, I don't know. Maybe I will learn something. But. I was I was going to say, I was like, you know what? I don't know exactly when we're traveling next, but I do think we have a lot of travel coming up, mm-hmm. like when you come to the Nashville show. And Maybe I'll show up to Nashville with grab, some... Grab a Cosmo, mm-hmm. and we can revisit this conversation <laughs> on a later podcast episode. Okay. We can check in with Cosmo. Sounds good. Checking back in with Cosmo. But you just got clickbaited. This has been homosexuals responding to sex tips in bed. Parentheses emotional, parentheses true. Parentheses, make sure you wait till the end for the crazy thing. Yeah, wait for it. Asterix, asterix, asterix. (laughs) You won't believe it. She cried, asterix, asterix, asterix. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Under Our Roof. We'll see you next week on... This podcast. On this podcast, (laughs) which is exactly what you're listening to. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, follow, all those things. And we'll see you next Monday as we do every Monday. Bye. Bye. My love for you is gold